the full moon rises, I turn into a werewolf with only one desire to kill. Welcome back to Scream 101. Boom. Friday, Friday, Friday. That's today. That's when this comes out. Okay. I didn't know what to say to that, so I said nothing. I mean... My mother always taught me, and it wasn't really my mother so much as the Disney movies that my mother popped me in front of, uh-huh. but my mother always said, um, if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Uh, thump, thump, thump. My mother always taught me, if you're on a podcast and there's silence, probably say something to fill the void. What if there's nothing to be said? Um, we have a lot to say, because we're here to talk about House of Dracula, the penultimate in the Frankenstein Legacy Collection. I'm so ready to be done with these movies. Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. But first, let's do a 10 review of a movie we watched in the past week. It's Parasite. What's your review? My review is Bong Joon-ho invited us <laughs> to the revolution we oh you best rsvp bitch <laughs> mine is similar actually it's and we're both counting bong jun ho as one word by the yeah, way yeah because it's it's yes names should always be one word bong jun ho says eat the rich i say pass the salt all right we're good we're good today yeah we, we're on the same page <laughs> yeah we are it's a manifesto mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we are here to talk about a little movie, very little movie, um, from 1945. It's called House of Dr. Acula, or as is more commonly known, Dracula. <laughs> um, anyway. When did you come up with that joke? I mean, it's, it is the oldest joke. Okay, I've never heard of it before. Um, well. Mostly because I live my life trying to avoid lame jokes, but you know. <laughs> sure. Um, but here's the plot of the movie. This monster movie focuses on the iconic vampire. I would first of all argue with the word focus. This movie has none of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Count Dracula, John Carradine, and Lawrence Talbot, Lon Chaney, better known as the Wolfman. Both beings of the night are tired of their supernatural afflictions, so they seek out Dr. Franz Eidelmann, Onslow Stevens, for cures to their respective curses. While trying to aid the imposing creatures, Edelman himself develops a transformative condition, adding to the many ghouls lurking around the formative landscape. Um, were there lots of ghouls? Well, just monsters in general. Well, there were there were. Okay, the the what the movie I I watched the trailer for this when I was preparing my notes. Okay. Um, it was like what just one monster? Not enough. How about Dracula? The Wolfman, Frankenstein's monster, the Mad Doctor, and the Hunchback. And I'm like, she's not a monster. She is a very helpful nurse. Yeah. Who is, look, she is the best representation of Hunchback culture we've had so far because she's very nice and very capable and not a broken-necked monster. Yeah, she's not evil. She's not trying to bring back Frankenstein for her own personal good or her own personal evil or she's, whatever. Yeah, she's actively trying to stop uh, Dr. Edelman from bringing back Frankenstein, which yeah. he tries to do every night, like clockwork. Mm-hmm. So she's a pretty good person, I would say. Yeah, so rude, first of all. Mm-hmm. Second of all, did Dr. Edelman become a vampire? Because we thought he got some Dracula blood, but then and his, his reflection disappeared, but then he got shot with regular bullets and they killed him. 
So I was unclear on. I legit don't know what he was. I thought he might have been some just kind of weird abomination. Oh, he certainly was that. Um, we rate all of our movies on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. Uh, what's your scariness score, Sergio? One. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, but why? <clears throat> I think <laughs> I, like I'm becoming something of a broken record here. And in truth, are all comedians something of a broken record because they just recycle their material? But it's fun to think that you think of yourself as a comedian. I get the laughs, don't I, bitch? You do. <laughs> See, there they are. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's nothing scary in these movies. At least nothing scary for modern audiences. And you know, in an age of the Conjuring, and um, as above, so below. Sure. You know, the height of <laughs> of a fear. There's not the countdown. Much. There's not a whole lot in this movie. Um, there's some creepy elements, I will say. I like the... And then one thing that I do like is the evolution of just some of the effects as they pertain to the monsters themselves. Mm-hmm. We already talked about the Wolfman's transformation being a cool one. And this one, they kind of did the reverse of it, which was also cool, where they showed him becoming human again. Mm. I hadn't done that before. We got much smoother bat movement. Oh, but yeah. The bat looks pretty good. Yeah. Normally, the bat just seems like the cheapest thing ever made like a little rat on a string uh-huh like a children's toy just flick flick it around you can almost see the wire half the time and even though you could still see the wires this time it looked like a bat flying yeah it seemed like it had some sort of animatronic wings that were flapping automatically more than like having to move the body of the bat to make the wings flap <laughs> yeah um the transformation from uh, dracula into bat was also pretty good that was pretty good that was a really nice silhouette shot um and then I mean, everything else was just pretty much standard issue. Like, there's only so many times I can say praise um, the makers of this movie for including just so many weird fancy science machines that are required oh to bring back a Frankenstein. I like how every medical doctor just has those elaborate electric machines just on hand. Yeah, all you need is really a strobe light, and then you're good to go. Pretty much. Um, for me, I also gave this movie a one. Um, there is a scene of Dracula trying to seduce this nurse who he's had like a past with. Um, and she starts playing the piano while being hypnotized and kind of freaking out over it. Uh-huh. Um, which I did like that scene, but it was done much better in Dracula's daughter, like several years before this. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, and then. Did we see Dracula's daughter? Not for this. I saw it for Queer Wolf. Okay. Um, but yeah. And also the the driver, Siegfried, he has a very scary brother who's the most monstrous person in this movie he could easily be an igor character he has a like a freddy krueger face like he looks like he's been burned oh yeah i was wondering what the deal was with that character yeah and he talks really slow and he's like my brother was killed by dr edelman and i'm like okay are we gonna is he a prominent character in other movies as well no okay this is the first time we've met this weird person i think well i mean like is he in any of the other franchises what, this brother? Uh-huh. I don't think so. Okay. The way he was introduced made me think that he might have been a character in some of the other films. I don't know. Maybe. The details of these slipped so far from mind. Mm-hmm. Like, I was trying so hard to remember how the last one even ended just because they're so abrupt. Like, I was like, that was like two seconds of my life a month ago. I don't remember how it happened. There was a German woman. Oh, yeah, there was. <laughs> um, But no, we, we do learn what happened because we do discover... The body of Frankenstein, just just chilling in like a sea cave with the skeleton of Boris Karloff, Dr. Nemon, just kind of cuddling. <laughs> that was cute. Yeah, it was kind of cute. 
Um, it's also weird how Frankenstein Frankenstein doesn't like disintegrate because he is made by human parts. So why is or why are they still like held together? That's a wonderful. Presumably question. they atrophy just like the rest of us. Yeah, I mean, you ask great questions for which I have no answers, unfortunately. Um, well, then why do you research, Brennan? Why are you here? Uh, you're, meant to ac- you're meant to be the expert, and if you can't answer my questions, Brennan. Well, look, I'm not the science expert. I'm not here to tell you how there are explosions in space in Star Wars or anything. Anyway, my job is to be awesome and cool and adorable, and I think I'm doing great. Yes, perfect for this very visual medium. Yes. Um, so what's your campiness score? Uh, thinking on the top of my feet. I'm not even on my feet right now. Uh, a three. Okay. No, th- no, a two. It deserves a two. Really? Why? Because I didn't laugh that much. I mean, you had checked out pretty thoroughly, like five minutes in, I'd say. So That's maybe you weren't, what is it? I was super involved. I was like, where's Frankenstein? And then I was like, oh, there he is. And then for the rest of the movie, it's like, why aren't they using Frankenstein? Yeah, no, for the rest of the movie, you were still like, where's Frankenstein? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it wasn't super campy. I thought it had a good story. Did overall. you? I, th- I kind of thought it did. What With the exception it? of, like, we're counting this as a Frankenstein movie, and it really isn't. No, yeah, it's part of the Frankenstein Legacy Collection. And Frankenstein does appear. Um, but, yeah, we'll... I'll, you know what? I'll just talk about it now. Um, this movie was super low budget. They tried to keep the lighting really low so that you wouldn't see how cheap the sets were. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Frankenstein, first of all, barely shows up at all. Um, he's finally revived in the last five minutes in the movie. He starts to walk towards the villagers and they're like, uh-uh, not this. And they just immediately burn the house down. Yes. Um, and Frankenstein dies and we're like, we d- he didn't even get to do anything. Uh-huh. Um, but also the parts with the building falling on him were just reused clips from the end of Ghost of Frankenstein. <laughs> really? Yeah. Aww. So um, what we saw there was actually, well, a combination of Lon Chaney and his stunt double from that movie um, as Frankenstein. So, in in this movie, the now cured Wolfman is running away from Frankenstein, and they're both played by Lon Chaney, <laughs> a man with multiple talents. Yeah. Um, but I was gonna say this movie was kind of interesting in that it was a movie about Doctor Edelman's character. Yeah. Not was. even really about Dracula, because uh, Dracula's defeated pretty easily. Dracula's defeated so easily in the House of movies. Like he just kind of opens the coffin and Dracula dissolves, and it's like really. Yeah. And yet he keeps coming back. So what's the truth? Yeah, they, there was no mention to how the Wolfman or Dracula were resurrected from their deaths in the previous one. They're just here, like mm-hmm. Jason. Mm-hmm. But I liked the idea that the Doctor could undo the curse of these monsters. That was pretty interesting. Uh, he didn't really do it, except for the Wolfman. He did cure the Wolfman, yeah. Uh, but he didn't do it for the vampire. If anything, the vampire got him, got him good. Yeah. Which didn't make any sense as to why that would happen. No, it, not at all. So also the doctor was transfusing his own blood to Dracula. <laughs> uh-huh. And then Dracula I guess returned the blood. Who could know? It was unclear. It seemed like Dracula was drinking the blood, but but as a story about Dr. Adamon I thought it was interesting. As a story about Frankenstein, which was why we was here, it was not interesting. <laughs> not at all. Um, as a story about almost any of the monsters, Lon Chaney is still stuck in his super boring I want to die routine. Mm-hmm. Frankenstein is not present. Dracula it's not the bizarre 15-minute vignette that the previous one was. He was definitely more involved in the plot, mm-hmm. but he was also just, like, tissue paper thin. He's so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, he was handsome. Yeah. In, like, a Michael Shannon kind of I'll kill you way. <laughs> hey, that's exactly what Dracula is supposed to be. Uh. 
Um, but yeah, I'm actually giving this a four out of five on campiness. Really? And part of that is the way that um, Lon Chaney gets cured of his wolfman-itis, which is insane. How? Um, well, Dr. Edelman has developed a special plant in tropical conditions that has a mold as part of it. And if he like makes a serum out of this mold, he can make your bones super squishy <laughs> and he can just reshape your skull. So it's not pushing on the parts of the brain that turn you into a wolf, apparently. <laughs> so the science oh, is yeah. pretty suspect. <laughs> I remember that. Um, yeah, I was very amused by that. Also, there was a part um, where well, w- the wolfman had jumped off a cliff. Um, obviously not to his death because he can't die. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, Sergio, you know, you kind of look down, you know, at your phone or some other distracting device My for, dick. yep, for a small amount of time. And you looked back up and suddenly Dr. Edelman was sitting in this like harness. Yeah. This harness, this series of pulleys in this chair. Well, that's what to pulled be, me in, man. I saw a man on a harness and I was like, okay, I'm back in. <laughs> you had to be lowered into the ocean. It was <laughs> It's intense. There's a lot going on in this movie. Also, the Wolfman has a mustache. What's going on with that? He was trying out a new look. I guess so. OG hipster. Um. Yeah. I guess that's that's all I got for that. So it makes sense. That my campiness is a two. Sure. What's your effect score? Three, or two? Two. Yeah, I'm giving it a two. At least two is across the board for me. Mm, spoiler alert. Save for scariness. <laughs> <laughs> that stays at a one where it belongs mm-hmm. in its place yeah um, for the af- reasons that i've already mentioned the uh vampire transformation the wolfman transformation the lame frankenstein uh bringing him back with the strobe light and then some electricity occasionally uh that's that's the reason so too yeah um mine's a two as well because like while it is pretty good effects there's not a lot of them and they're just kind of present. Mm-hmm. The thing I was most impressed by was how the credits uh, were displayed, which they kind of have this spooky, swirly font that kind of melts into place in the frame, mm. which is pretty cool. Like, I really liked the opening credits. Oh, I didn't notice that. Mm. Even the... Well, yeah. Who look. pays attention to the credits? Me. Okay. Well. Look, I look at the credits of all the movies I watch so I can see if there's anybody that I c- should keep an eye out on. Okay. Or enough. any names that I recognize. Fair enough. Like, I was like, oh, look, Lon Chaney's in this movie. Okay, I get you. We get it. You love the credits. No, that's how I learned so much stuff. Like how the Sabrina the Teenage Witch original TV movie was directed by Tibor Takis. So my overall score uh-huh. is going to be a two as well. Spoiler alert, two. Yeah, me also. I didn't want to say me too because that would just be a number, number two. Another number. Yeah. Ha! That's funny. Whatever. Um. So, yeah, it was interesting enough it's still one of these movies and it's been one of the like lamer ones i would say it's so thin it's 67 minutes of all over the place nonsense Mm -hmm. um it doesn't really stand as a frankenstein movie so we can't really be like oh yeah watch it for your frankenstein needs or whatever but well would, would you say it stands as a dracula movie or a wolfman movie neither so no one's really used super well. Again, this is Dr. Edelman's movie. Yeah, he shines. Does he? Because I wasn't even that invested in him. Like, it's not really about his descent into mad science. He's just kind of weird. <laughs> he was already mad. It's about his. Dis- it's about a mad scientist's descent. It's about a madman's descent into science. <laughs> That's what it's about. I do like that. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. Like this episode's gonna be super short because there's nothing to in this movie. Well, let that be a lesson to you to pick better movies. What we watched Bride of Frankenstein during this marathon. That's a better movie. It is, and we had plenty to say about that, didn't we? Good sir. Probably. Yes. Tune into that episode. Yeah, I got, yeah, we'll just play that at the end of this one. <laughs> Beef up the runtime. Yeah. Is there, yeah. I don't know. Is there anything you know you got on your mind you want to talk about? We got some time. Over the overall score, well, why'd you give it a two? I don't think you mentioned that. It just it sucks. It's bad. Like these these especially the previous movie is very silly and ridiculous and doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But that one it kind of was served better because it's kind of a, there's kind of a sense of freewheeling fun to it. Mm-hmm. This one's just dishwater dole like mm. i didn't find anything interesting like you know obviously we talked about the monsters there was a complete lack of like any presence of them and i was not interested in the doctor at all in the way that you were there's some like germaphobe out there that's like i find dishwater to be fascinating um and horrifying and they love this movie uh but but to that point i uh, one thing that i just want to like say again i really did love the little female hunchback uh yeah no she was really nice what was her name i have no idea and was she cured by the end no okay um he was gonna use the gushy bone mold to fix her but then he died before he could do that <laughs> see that's so sad that the is hunchback really sad. never really get their 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 due their due their they just work for free pretty much and then yeah i guess just room and board and mm-hmm. for not being like stoned to death and then why can't he just fix them first? It's like, okay, I have well, the he science. actually He offered to, but she was like, you need to fix the wolf man because he's going to turn into a murder wolf. Fine. That's true. She's just too good for us. The cinnamon she roll. She is too good for us. Small bean. Actually, she dies in this movie too. She does? Yeah. Um, because there's, okay, actually one semi-cool effect, which is just shadows, but that's how we work best in these old movies. <laughs> um, she sees that Dr. Edelman has completely gone out of his mind. He's resurrecting Frankenstein. And she walks into the room, and you can see her shadow, and it looks so small next to his, like, giant, massive shadow cast yeah. against the wall. Um, and that's pretty cool. Then he starts to strangle her in silhouette, and then the villagers rush in. And I'm like, oh, thank God, they can save her. But then he just kind of, like, pushes her down a hole. And I'm like, where did this hole, where does it go? <laughs> it's a trap door. Maybe she'll be in the next one. Maybe. I sure hope she is, and she won't be. Um, what was I going to say? There was this weird um, montage in the middle of the movie that we weren't exactly sure what it was, if it was clips from movies past, uh, present, and possibly future. And it, in it, we saw a woman come down a staircase, and I could have swore it was her, but without a hunch. So I was like, oh, is it her cured? And I guess it wasn't. I guess not. And I did see that there was a lot of clips from previous movies because one of the fun facts on the imdb trivia is that four different actors played frankenstein in this movie from all the clips hmm. there was the guy who actually played in the movie then boris karloff in flashbacks and then lon cheney and the stunt double in flashbacks from ghost of frankenstein it in the reused footage mm-hmm. so frankenstein is so amorphous <laughs> in this movie it really does not belong in the legacy collection <laughs> that's so cool there's so many frankensteins were in this one movie it's or, like a best of. Yeah, kind of, but also worst of because it's he's barely in it. He's in maybe two minutes of this movie. It's weird how like all the shots of Frankenstein are just by different Frankensteins. It is interesting. It's it's some, like a movie with the least amount of Frankenstein has the most Frankensteins. That is actually very fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it makes sense because you could only pull it off in a movie where he's not the central character, and you're gonna be like, oh. 
his nose looks different in this scene or whatever. Yeah, you're not gonna notice if he changes every other scene. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, it's this, this is Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah, and well, the guy who played like this movie's Frankenstein mainly just had to lie there with his eyes closed, which first of all, great paycheck, you know, take mm-hmm. it. <laughs> um, what a weird movie this was. Well, here's hoping the next one will be just as weird and better. I I mean, I've, it's one that people refer to as a classic that may or may not have invented the horror comedy. Um, it did not. Um, ha! But it's what do a, you think invented the horror comedy? Um, Dinner-in-law? 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 Dinner, dinner at Andre's? I was going to say dinner at the in-laws. Oh, Hi-o. oh that's funny. You, you got me. Good, but I just fucked it up with dinner-in-law. Yeah. Well... <laughs> I do know, look, I this is absolutely not the first one, but I do know that there was a parody movie based on the 1933 La Llorona um, called La Chiona, which means the whiner instead mm-hmm. of the whaler mm-hmm. um, for our non-Spanish speaking audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, All three of you. Yeah. So, th- well, no, most of our audience is non-Spanish speaking. I think you overestimate our audience, but continue. <laughs> no, we just have a huge Hispanic audience. Yeah. That's a, that's your appeal. That's that's the heat that you bring. Yes. Anyway, what else is happening? You were saying something about that movie. No, I was saying it did not. We're we're gonna get to it. Here's how you can get in contact with the show. Uh, find us on Twitter at Scream One One Pod. Email us at Scream One One Podcast at gmail.com. File your complaints at It's Raining Brands at Twitter. Yes, sure. Um, or at Sergio Steinblaze. That's where you send nudes. <laughs> sure. Um, and other things. Uh, follow us and subscribe and rate and all that stuff. Anyway. So next week, we're going to be catching back up with the Leprechaun and Leprechaun Origins. Um, but let's make our guesses for what the next Frankenstein movie is going to look like. That is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein from 1948, three years after this one. It's the final one in this run that we're doing. Um, I, I've heard a lot of really good things about it. Um, it might be. I've heard the name Abbott and Costello before. Uh-huh. So I am excited. Are they related to the Blues Brothers? No. Okay. Um, did they do? Okay. I, I feel like there's two kinds of movies that I've heard a lot of, the Blues Brothers, and then Abbott and Costello, and I've heard never seen any of them. Okay, they're also from something called The Odd Couple. Those are from decades apart. Those three things. <laughs> um, but anyway, Abbott and Costello are most famous now for their Who's on First routine, which I'm sure you're aware of. Are you aware of it? Like is. Oh, my God, Sergio. Um, look, I know white people culture isn't necessarily the thing that you know about, but it's so famous. Who's on first? Maybe if I, you played a clip of it, I would see it. But Okay, I mean, it, it's talking about a baseball player, and so the, the, the player who's on first base is named Who. So the one guy's like, who's on first? And the other guy's like, yes, he is. It's like, no, who is on first? And it's like, who is on first? And it's like, I don't know. Yeah, this is not ringing any kind of bells. Oh, my God, okay, that's fine, whatever. Um, now do the odd couple. The odd couple is like, ah, I'm so neat, and you're so messy. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's great. Now the Blues Brothers? Uh, we're on a mission from God, and a car flies around at one point. Really? Or it, like, falls into a hole or something. Oh. There's I've only <laughs> seen clips. There's a clip of it on the Universal Studios tour. Yeah. It's just that there's so many, like, weird buddy movies that exist out in the world and have just this, like, entire discourse and culture behind them, and people still love them, and there's posters of them all everywhere all the time, like... 
there's posters of the Blues Brothers on campus, and I'm just oh, yeah. like, I mean, that's that that is one of those like you know classic college posters. And it, I'm just like, who watches these movies? Well, it's just like you know, seventies, eighties comedies. It's like, I think it's this. I'm gonna. I'm really showing my lack of interest in uh straight people culture, but I think it's uh, a a Belushi is in it. F- also, as in from Am- Animal House, Aminal House. Wow. See, we should watch that for the podcast. Animal House. Yeah. Uh, it'll be a Christmas like special. You heard it here first. Why would it be Christmas? Why not? Okay. Um. Well, actually. Well, first off, for the record, Jesus was born in the original Animal House. What? He was born in a manger. There's lots of animals there. Oh, oh my God. You're so right. I know. <laughs> I, that's why I'm like, why are you looking at me all crazy? Anyway, no, it's, it's the, the biblical story of Jesus. The Blues Brothers are John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd, and that movie was actually also directed by John Landis, who did do Animal House and okay. An American Werewolf in London. Okay. See, perfect for this pod. I don't think so. Um, Fine, I'll watch it on my own. Yeah, do it. Do you have any predictions about what's going to happen in Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein? Um, well, I already predicted that the Blues Brothers would show up, didn't I? Yeah, which is not going to happen. They weren't invented Let yet. Let a man dream. Okay, sure. You just want to learn about all these things in one fell swoop. Yeah. I um, want to be cultured, Brennan. Okay, whatever. I have heard that this is going to be the movie where Dracula, the Wolfman, and Frankenstein actually do meet each other and like share a scene. Oh, that'd be cool. I'm yeah. down. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, although I have no idea who will, who will be playing any of those monsters because they just keep it's a revolving door. You know what I predict? What there will be a woman. Sure. She'll be rendered useless because this movie is old, and that's how they used women back then. Yeah, and either Abbott or Costello will be in love with her, and she will have a very long flowing dress that you will stand up and clap for because that's what you do. <laughs> yeah, I stand up off the couch. Yes, and then you clap. You're like, yes, give me the drama. <laughs> oh, my God. Sergio, for some reason, likes to... Not that I'm opposed to being painted this way. It's just not accurate. Sergio likes to paint me online as some sort of like hyperbolic twink character who can't resist celebrating divas and talking about wigs all the time. I'm not the one who's non-stop snapping whenever someone in a dress shows up. I snap at things because it irritates you so much. <laughs> And then I paint you as this hyperbolic twink. No, Sergio, look, okay. If the snap fits. Whatever. Sergio's Letterboxd account is basically this bizarre comedy with an audience of one, and that audience is me, um, because I know the movies that he watches and when he watches them. Um, So I'll look at his Letterboxd and be like, why did you review Pride and Prejudice 05? We watched that like three years ago. (laughs) Like, why review it just now? When the Um, muse strikes, you don't question, you simply obey. But anyway, Sergio wrote a review of a movie we still haven't seen, making up a story about me talking about a wig every time like Maleficent did something or whatever. Is this you finally like airing out? You're I'm being exposed. <laughs> you are being exposed for being a charlatan. Uh, I can't wait to see Maleficent for that to be true. Oh my god! Because you just know. I'm gonna do it just to annoy you. Yeah. Anyway, making it true. So I am justified. Mm-hmm. You're clairvoyant. Anyway, until next week. Good luck on your journey. Stay gold, everybody. Bye. Don't send me nudes. Or do. No. Don't. Okay. (laughs) This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.